The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. the show you're listening to rayella sports and the voice of america network i'm in phoenix living like it matters i'm back in phoenix that's right i'm back from the hall of fame city i uh, enjoyed myself there had a great time but of course i gotta let you folks know what matters to me and what matters to me is i have to admit that i've been wrong it's not the first time that i have to admit that i've been wrong but i want to step up and i want millions <laughs> not just Hundreds, not just tens, not just thousands, but I want millions of people to agree with me that we all were wrong. And what were we wrong about? Preseason. Preseason football. For all those people out there who for years have been saying, including myself, that preseason doesn't count, we are so wrong. Man, did I ever realize how wrong we were. When I was in Canton, Ohio, and of course the Hall of Fame game was canceled, not only was, was that a, a, an awakening moment for me, but I just started looking and thinking about preseason. And then, I, of course, the Olympics is going on now, and so I started thinking about something else that's pre, and that's the prelims. And of course it doesn't count until you get to the, you know, to the, the metal heats, but these are preliminary events that lead up to, you know, the big, you know, the big stage when it, when it really does start counting. But you can't say that, that they don't count. I can't believe it took me all these years to realize how important preseason was. As a matter of fact, it, it, it takes me back to, to my own, you know, days as a rookie. I mean, I remember how important preseason was. How dare me all these years try to minimize what the preseason was all about. And I want to give, a, you know, my folks back in Canton, Ohio, I, I just want to tell, I, I need everybody who's listening to repeat this and share this information with people around the world. I am telling you, if you only have one chance in your life to go to a football game, there are two games you should try to make it to. The first one, if, you, if, if it's only one, a Super Bowl. Put it on your bucket list. You ha if you can ever get a chance to just go to one football game in your life, make it a Super Bowl. The second one, if you ever get a chance in your life to go to just one football game, and of course the Super Bowl has been eliminated from being one of those choices, make it the Hall of Fame game. 
It is an experience that is none other than what happens at the Super Bowl. None other. They can let anybody and everybody tell you whatever they want to. It is the second best football game at the professional level for you to attend. It is amazing because it is not just a football game. It is a couple, it's a, certainly it's a week event. So don't just take one day. You got to set aside at least four days. You got to be there Friday, Saturday, you got to go up Thursday. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, go home on Monday. You got to do that. I'm born and raised in the Hall of Fame city. I still get chills when I go back during this time. I, I, as, I, as I sit there, my good friend Dave Motz and I sit there, and of course Dave works there too uh, with the Pro Football Hall of Fame, been working there for years, and, and I just want to congratulate Dave because he shared something with me, and I hope I'm not prematurely telling the world that they don't know something they don't know, that Dave is going to retire soon. He's done an excellent job. And by the way, the man who runs the event, probably one of the biggest men I've ever seen in my life, certainly should have been an offensive tackle for somebody, probably the Raiders or the Browns. They always had them huge lines. But Dave Baker's doing an outstanding job. But back to that Hall of Fame game of which Dave Baker runs the Hall of Fame, and they put on this magnif magnificent event, you will tell everybody you know, just like I am, you got to go. You have to enjoy it. There's so many various elements about the sport that they celebrate during that weekend. The greatest football players that ever played the game are there to be celebrated. Those that are going in and the class of 2016, congratulations. Congratulations. They, uh, those men in terms of, you know how you lay it on the line when you play? Well, they, lay it, they laid it on the line when they spoke. They spoke from their hearts. Uh, it was entertaining. It was inspirational. It was something that is must-see TV. Every, every last one of them. Some of them were a little bit more entertaining than others. But it, it was just for me to be there. And I want you to understand, I played this game at the highest level. I, I was blessed. You know, my talent, I'm not, my talent will speak for itself. But I get chills. I get chills watching these men accept these awards and then seeing the rest of my fraternity brothers up there. It was just, it was just an amazing time, and I, and I think you should all go. But let's talk about this preseason thing that I'm talking about that led me to talk about the Pro Football Hall of Fame game, of course, which we know was all can we all know it was canceled. That's okay to some degree. Uh, somebody asked me this morning where there are going to be heads that were rolling down the street, <laughs> or, or were their heads rolling down the street. And now I don't think it was to that degree. It, it was, you know, somebody made a mistake. It was human error. Uh, and, well, I'm sure some elements of this earth were involved too. You know, once you get heat, you get rain, those type of things contributed to uh, what happened. But let me just say, and this is what made me understand that I have to stop saying that preseason doesn't matter. There are people young men that were going to play in that Hall of Fame game, that that Hall of Fame game 
maybe the only game that they would have had a chance to play in, in their lives. Somebody got cut this week. Somebody never got a chance to play. They were going to play in the Hall of Fame game, and they never got a chance to play. Let's fast forward to the preseason games that followed. Those Thursday night games, those Friday games, those Saturday games, Sunday games, Monday games, coming up this weekend game. These are preseason games. Now, here's what I really started thinking about. As I started thinking about the L.A. Rams, do you know that that stadium sold? Do you know that they were charging $100 to park for a preseason game? This is something that didn't matter to some people. But then other people realize, and, and don't believe, don't take one second of thought to hesitate that people didn't pay $100 to park. They did. This is for what? A preseason game. I'm sorry, but this is, this was practice. Of course, y'all know that's a tribute to my man, Allen Iverson. But it, 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 it matters. It counts. We've got to stop thinking that preseason doesn't count because those games are an opportunity for somebody who's going to make a team or not. But their talent is on display. They play those preseason games for a reason. I never in my life thought that a preseason game would have, a, what, 80,000, 90,000 people at the L.A. Coliseum? For a preseason game, something that we say doesn't count. Miss a block, drop a pass, miss a tackle. It counts against you. You're gone. You're out of here. You're done. We have to stop thinking that preseason doesn't mean anything. We've got to reevaluate it. And for some of those people, when you go to those preseason games, I, I think if you take that in attitude, you will enjoy the game so much more because then you'll get involved in it because you'll know that somebody's fighting for their job, for their livelihood at this present moment. This is the way they're going to feed their families. It is important to them. And then I saw some teams play, and, and, and some guys played like, uh, it mattered. Some guys played like, uh, okay, I want to get out of here. I'm a veteran. I don't want to get hurt. But for those rookies and for those second-year players, those guys who are backups, these games count. For the fans, you, you, we, we got to change our – I'm a fan now. I love this. I've been a fan my whole – listen, I've been a fan on the football field. I'm going to share that with you. I'm gonna tell you the truth. I've been a fan in the game. I've been a fan in the game on the sideline watching some of the greatest players in the world play football, and I'm cheering for them. That's what fans do. That's what they do. I wasn't over there sitting down, resting, drinking water. and uh, I did that when I needed to. But afterwards, I want to watch the game. I want to be in the game because if I'm in the game, my emotions are in the game. My emotions don't, I don't put them on hold. My emotions is with the temperature of the game. We do something good, I'm happy. We do something bad, I'm mad as hell. I got to go out here and I got to take it out on somebody. Somebody hit one of my, play, one of my teammates. Oh, you know, yep. I'm going to take it out on you. But those preseason games, they count. 
What I'm trying to do is I want to motivate fans around the country that we don't start taking preseason like it counts. We got to start getting, we got to take this stuff serious. Your, your ball players, if you, if you get them on a roll in preseason, they'll roll right through the season. You don't just become accustomed to losing and then all of a sudden start winning. And we think preseason doesn't count. How dare us? We don't, you don't practice like it doesn't count. See, I've been reevaluating, reassessing this whole thing. That's, that's the problem. When people start thinking preseason doesn't count, is it, is it a form and a fashion to evaluate your system, but you don't say it doesn't count? Yeah, the score, yeah, the score counts too. Winning is always better than losing. If they keep in score, somebody wins and somebody loses, I want to win every time. You think the Rams didn't want to win that preseason game? Ha, I got news for you. Guess what? I want to win every time I can. So I'll tell you what, stick with me. We're going to talk about winning and losing, but preseason counts. I was wrong. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm back in Phoenix, living like it matters. I'm going to take a break, and we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins next week, I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. All right, you hear that music, you know the show. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. And what matters to me. I was wrong. It's hard. It's hard, but it's okay. It's hard, but it's okay. I got to admit I was wrong. So were many of you. Preseason counts. It counts. It counts. It matters to a lot of people. So we're going to change that attitude. But let me also, uh, and by the way, there, some folks back home just doing an outstanding job. I, I want to make sure that I, I mention that Deborah O'Brien is out there doing an outstanding job. She's out there at the Holiday Inn. Deals with a lot of the folks with the gold jackets, folks. But, but she's just one of those people that she just makes it happen. It, it, you know, I don't know how she does it, but she works magic. 
and and she makes it happen. She's doing an outstanding job. So I, I wanted to make sure I said hello to her and uh, thank her just for everything that she does. And um, go say hello to some other folks too, uh, by the way. And and I, while I'm thinking about saying hello and congratulating, the Philadelphia Eagles made a move today. Brian Dawkins, I believe, is the head of football operations. Whew, that's a big move. Congratulations, dog. You deserve it. I'm sure you're gonna go in there and do the best job you possibly can. And uh, man, they, they they picked a good one right there. You're talking about football, talking about operations. Uh, that man knows a little bit about football, and I'm sure he knows a whole lot about operating a system that'll be good for the Philadelphia Eagles and their business. Handle your business, dog. Congratulations, my man. Now, let me also say this. Speaking of handling business and players, uh, there's a couple guys out here right now that, that there's some serious issues that are going on. We're going to get back to some things, but we, we're going to talk about this this Altrazeers, because I actually had some experience with Altrazeers myself, you know, at, at the Super Bowl in New York. Uh, but I, I guess there's some reports that they, they did some investigative reporting themselves or, or interviewed of some people. But whatever the issues are, because I don't know all the details, uh, I can get them and I will be getting them soon. But it appears to me that Roger has taken a stand. And, and Roger's taking a stand that Roger wants to know. That's, you know, big brother. You know Roger. Goodell. Roger wants to know he needs a little bit more information about, you know, this, these allegations. Because these allegations could have some implication as to his league that he runs, that he oversees. And let me just say this to you. If Roger has gone after the face of pro football, maybe one of the greatest quarterbacks, he's certainly in the conversation of one of the greatest, and he, he may, when it's all done, he may be, Tom Brady may be the greatest quarterback, based upon his performance and his success in the National Football League, he may be the greatest quarterback that ever played the game. Roger Goodell has a standard for his brand that he is responsible for maintaining, and he's not willing to compromise. So he is doing everything he possibly can to protect that brand. That's a global, that's an international brand. And that's a brand that will exist when Tom Brady is gone, when everybody else who was the greatest that ever played their positions and they've got their gold jackets up, when those guys have gone, remember, we just came from a Hall of Fame induction class of 2016. That included some of the greatest players that ever played the game. Obviously, Marvin Harrison, one of the greatest wide receivers to ever play the game. No doubt about it. Kenny Stable, who's passed God rest his soul, you know, one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game. No doubt about it. My man, Brother Green, one of the best defensive linemen that ever played the game, you know. But, you know, we're, we're talking about people that play the game, and yet and still today the game is as big as it's ever been and just getting bigger. And so it doesn't make a difference who you are. Roger is simply saying that the brand is much more important than the individual. And individuals will be held accountable for what they do. And so with this scandal about performance enhancement drugs, there's a couple guys out there, you know, you know, Clay Matthews, I know for sure, is, is one of them and a couple other names that I, you know, I'll get around to. But these guys are on the verge of being suspended 
because they won't cooperate and give an interview about what their role was or, or what they know. Suspend it. Now, of course, you know what's going to happen is the Players Association is going to say that Roger doesn't have the power to do that because in any system in the world, well, certainly in the United States of America, let's just talk about that. You are innocent until proven guilty. Uh, there's not, they haven't even been brought into a court of law. This is the court of the National Football League. And, of course, according to Code and Condell. If you violate the code and conduct, then you, you've got to go. You, you, you can't compromise the league. There's going to be, and this is, these, we're talking about indefinite suspensions. So I, so I, I think already Brother Harrison is, is already out there seeking advice. I think all four to five of the guys are going to have to seek some advice because chances are if they don't, they're, they're, they're going to be in a lot of trouble. A lot of trouble. And, and this could, you know, these guys are losing a lot of money nowadays. You know, there's guys that are losing, you know, depending upon how much money, you know, 10 games, you're making a million dollars, you know, 10 games, you know, if you lose that, that that's, whew, that's a lot of money. You, you, you do the math. There's some guys making $10 million a year. That's a million dollars a game. If you're making a half a million dollars, you know, that's $5 million that you're losing. 16 games, you $16 million, you know, half a million dollars, eight, eight, do the math. That's a lot of money these guys are losing. I just have this one thing I want you to think about when we talk about performance enhancement drugs. When you talk about steroids and all that. Now, I'm at the age of, I'm 57, I'm happy to be here alive. I want you to think about, look at some of the people that have been accused of using performance enhancement drugs, whether they be steroids uh, or whether they be something else that gives them some other type of energy. First of all, is it ever the real shy guy, the guy who doesn't show any emotion, you know, the guy that you don't even know is on the field? Is it ever the guy who's really small? There's two things that, that you, when you think about performance enhancement drugs that I've noticed over the years, it definitely has some effect on your personality and your body. Just think about it. If you think about the people that have been accused, mm, it makes you want to go, you know, remember Arsino Hall back in the day? It makes you want to go, mmm. Because their personalities are such that, mmm, got a lot of energy, a little over the top, a little emotional, on the edge all the time, okay? And then their body. You can look at their body sometime too. And those are two things that you think about. You never see the guy who's out of shape and if you didn't know he was a football player unless somebody told you. And then when they get older, a lot of them, when it, when it comes to, particularly when it deals with the body size, it shrinks. They get so much smaller. Now, just, I guess, because of just human nature, it's normally just the opposite. Unless you're sick, the majority of people in the United States of America, when you see them you know, in their 40s, 50s, 60s, they're bigger than they were when they were in their 20s. It's, it's just our culture. I think it's what we eat here in this country. I think that's what it is. But when you see these guys, they all look so much smaller. 
than when they were playing ball. They don't look the same side. They, you know, you look at somebody, I, and I didn't shout out to one of my boys. I'm not even going to call his name out because I didn't see him to say this, but I was told that one of the guys I played with that was a wide receiver, one of my friends told me that now he's weighing about 260 or oh, 270 pounds. He didn't even weigh 200 when we played. And he's a wide out. He weighs like 260, 270. Really? So I'm, I, I just, listen, guys, it is not worth it to do it. You embarrass yourself. You embarrass your team. It's going to hurt your team. You, 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 they're going to take your money. Just play fair. Just go out, work your butt off. No, work your ass off. Get in the gym. Go outside, run. Work in your agility. Do everything you're supposed to do. And you don't, that, that supplements and all that. No, God gave you a body. You train it right. You can do it. You can get it done. You know, it's so funny. I have, I have all these people that speak to me when I see them different times. And, and, and they all make up these excuses about they could have made it. They should have made it. They weren't big enough. And I just look at them and I, I, you know, I just, I go along with it. I remember, I, I, I could never forget, I played with a, with a young man in Cleveland, Ohio, for the Cleveland Browns by the name of Gerald Ice Cube. <laughs> I mean, Ice Cube, Cube was just, you know, Cube was only about that big. I mean, soaking wet, Cube couldn't have weighed. I know he didn't weigh. I, I'm exaggerating, say he weighed 160. Five, a hundred, and Cube didn't weigh that much. Gerald Ice Cube McNeil. You know, he it's just, it's about, I used to say that I, I didn't play pro basketball years ago. I used to tell everybody, uh, well, you know, I, I wasn't tall enough. And then I stopped because, again, I was wrong. And I started telling the truth. And I said I wasn't good enough. You know why? Because I saw Spud Webb one day, and Spud Webb wasn't nowhere near 5'11. Mm mm. Never happened. I just wasn't good enough. Sometimes you got to tell the truth. You're just not good enough. You couldn't do it. You couldn't make it. People were better than you. It had nothing to do with your size, the size of your heart maybe, but it had nothing to do with anything else. Nothing to do with size. That wasn't what it is. So these guys are, you know, taking this performance enhancement. Listen, if you want to enhance your performance, get your ass in the gym. Work out more. Run more. Be, work on more of your agility. Get your hips together. You know, get your feet together. Get your coordination. Take some classes. Take some yoga. All that other, all that other stuff that you can take. Don't put stuff in your body. If you're gonna eat, just eat food and vegetables. You ever think about some of the, the beasts on this earth? They don't. What do they eat? They don't. They're not putting no performance enhancement drugs. They, they, they're born. They're small. Next thing you know, they're huge animals. They just eat green. They eat wheat. They, they, they eat grass. They, they eat fruit, which is all we're really supposed to be eating, and perhaps maybe we wouldn't be as sick as we are. But certainly, this performance enhancement stuff has to stop. For years, people have been trying to get by, and then and this old, you know, well, I didn't know that it had this in it, and it had. It. No. When somebody gives you something that you didn't buy out of the grocery store, in the right aisle of food, then no, don't take it. You don't need to be taking any pills, none of that. They just don't take it. It's not going to work. They, 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 take, they test you. You're not going to pass the test. And they investigate. There are too many people out here nowadays that are searching for a big story. If you're a big story, it's valuable to somebody 
and they're willing to make some, they're going to compromise you because you've already compromised yourself so they can make some money. You are going to be the next big story. So when that next thing comes out that's going to enhance your performance and you really don't have to do anything but just take it, no, don't do it. Not going to work. We're going to take a break and we're going to come back. You listen to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters, and we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m eastern time on the voice america sports channel sports and medicine go hand in hand quite simply if you aren't up to your game health wise you won't be up to your game on the field that's where bruce the sports doc comes in dr bruce grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine from the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You know the show, we listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network. And Phoenix living like it matters. And uh, a couple other people, I just, I, you know, again, being back in Canton, preparing to go to Canton, just, you know, had a great time seeing some people back home. Uh, also got a chance to, to meet some people and discuss some things before we left. So uh, certainly want to give a, a, a hello, if you will, a shout out, if you will, to... Uh, uh, Paul, Paul, of course, is from um, Protein Water. If you haven't heard of Protein Water, you've heard of Vitamin Water. Protein Water soon will be in those stores at tar- like Target. And it's, you know, again, it's natural and it's the real thing. It ain't no fake stuff. You got to go somewhere. You got to wear if you're going to pass. It's just water. Okay. My friend Brian, of course, Brian. I, hey, Br- Brian's from Bose and Brian... Man, let me say something to you. Bose, well, you see they got Bose headphones on the sidelines, right? But uh, Bose has always had a system that, you know, back in the day when you were a kid, you just prayed that you could make enough money from your summer job to buy you some Bose speakers. And I've just been one. I've been an advocate, supporter of Bose all my, just about all my life, you know. And uh, it was good to see Brian, of course, uh, back home. And, uh, you know, from Chuck, from the Canton Club up there, we had an outstanding time. Uh, next year we'll be doing some some great things. Uh, thinking about taking a pre P and E, a precursor to the Super Bowl. Uh, talk to Mr. Guy Troop about it, and he's all for it. So uh, looks like those uh, the player networking event will have a precursor during Hall of Fame weekend. 
uh, back there in Canton, Ohio. And of course, uh, I'm going to do everything I can to get my, my friend Jeff Spinard to get Voice America out there, uh, try to get us back at the Super Bowl. So we'll see how those things work out. But those are a few things that, of course, uh, I was excited for me. But let me just say this. I, I was watching the Big Boy Show, a fantasy football. I, I, I just, I think I've got to get into it. I, I think I'm going to have to do it. I think they did like 28 hours. They may still be broadcast about fantasy football. But, they, you know, there was a little break in there. But I caught a little bit this morning. It wasn't so much about fantasy. Well, maybe it was about fantasy. But I'm going to tell you what. <laughs> there were two people on this show that I watched this morning. They, they were very entertaining. All three of them, as a matter of fact, even the host. Because I think, I think the host did a great job of, um, you know, moderating the conversation. And that was between Chad Johnson and T.O., Terrell Owens. These two men have such great chemistry. And it's, it's amazing to me um, that we didn't know this before. You know, everybody before, it was that there was this great competition and, and they were envious of each other. But you can tell that they have such a great appreciation for each other, the way that they were able to banner back and forth, and, but at the same time they were able to compliment and critique and criticize each other, and it was, it was all in love. And, and I'm telling you, the chemistry is such that the three, those three people right there could do a great show. They should, they should think about I saw it. I hope some people at the Big Boy Channel saw it, but... Some of the things that they talked about, I, I'm very much in agreement. And they're the, the wide receivers today. Now, when you think about Chad and T.O., and think about Chad and T.O. played on the same team at the same time in Cincinnati. And they did not win the Super Bowl. Uh, Parson Commerce here, you know, uh, with the Arizona Cardinals, that's, those are the receivers he had, Carson. But uh, I will say this. When I think about Chad and T.O., you know, and when you think about, now, I don't know if their production was at its peak when they were together, but when you look at the numbers of production in their entirety, and then you think about them playing together, you think these guys should have done some real serious damage. That, that has got to be, when you think about, they always talk about tandems. When you think about you got a lineup and you got T.O. on side, and you got Chad Johnson on the other side. Oh, you know who you who you gonna double? You gotta try to double both of them. I mean these these men were outstanding, but they talked about something I want to talk a little bit about. And they talked about the receivers today, and how it is it is so much the game it is so much designed to the advantage of the receivers that it's hard for defensive backs. To be successful, it, 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 it really is. For, for one thing, and, and one of them, if not both of them mentioned, is you, 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 they can't really hit you. You can't, you can't hit a receiver the way some of those. You've seen T.O. took some hits when he was a young man in the league. When you could hit, I mean, you could punish them for the attempt of trying to catch the ball. That, that's kind of how I played the game. That's, that's, that, that's, that was football. You were to dare somebody to not catch it, but to try to catch it. There was, there was a price to be paid for the consideration of an attempt. That's called intimidation. 
just I just want to put enough fear in your heart that if you if you dare stick your hand out there, I'm gonna take your head off. These men played. These men played. There was a time in the National Football League, and I just, you know, I think some offensive court. These offensive coordinators that used to call these plays, I would like to go back and see how many of them were ever receivers, because one of the the most often used and called play was a play that we called a six route, and it's where the receiver comes off the ball running full speed. You know, puts his foot in the ground and it does like a, a 90 angle, psh, he goes across the middle. Now, you got to remember in pro football when they could take your head off, some of the hardest hitters that ever played the game played linebacker. And if it wasn't a linebacker, it was a safety. And so where you're running away from the corner who might be guarding you, you're running into a linebacker and a safety. And the chances are there's probably two linebackers in there and probably one or two safeties in there. So you got three chances to be hit by somebody who basically could end your career. And God forbid, you know, there's been some other things they could do to you. And, and so this was something that this was a play that was called by somebody who had no idea what it was like to run across that middle knowing that somebody's waiting there to take your head off. I don't, I, you know, sometimes it's, it's like a job. We all have various jobs. You know, when somebody's asking you to do something, you know, you, you know many times you think, you know, that you're asking me to do something that you wouldn't do yourself. Sometimes we think like that. Other times we don't. We, un we understand somebody's got to do it. This is what I'm paid to do, so I'm going to go ahead and do it. But then sometimes there's a little critical thinking goes in into this, you know, decision-making process, and it's like, wow, do I really want to do that? You remember back in the day Ricky Waters said it? For who? For what? It's a business decision. It's a career decision. That's what Chad and Teal was talking about, about how football used to be played. Now the guys, you know, if you hit somebody, you're going to suspend it. They're going to take a game check away from you. You may not play the next game. You know, you may get kicked out of the game. There's, there's a lot of consequences to you trying to hit somebody today. And I understand it's for the safety of the players. I do. I get that. It makes a lot of sense. But certainly these guys and the, and the receivers before them, there were circumstances that were to be considered at that position that have totally been eliminated from the game. So you don't have to worry about getting hit. You, all you have to do now as a receiver, really, is you have to know how to run routes. And you also have to know how to catch the ball. If you, if you can catch the ball now, now, you know, when I say run routes, understand that there is an art to running routes. That's why, the, you know, I saw something out there today about Hussein Bolt, you know, but no, no, no. People, you have to understand this about the game of football. College football has scouts. Pro football has scouts. When a pro football scout goes out to look for talent and when a college coach or scout goes out to look for talent, they go to football games. 
they go to the coach's office and they watch tape. They ask for tape to watch games to see how the guys perform. And, and then they go to games and then they see how guys perform. They do not go to weightlifting contests. They do not go to track meets. Weightlifting contests, there are very strong men that participate in those weightlifting contests. Track, there are very fast men that run track and participate in those competitions. But there is something different when it comes to football. Football is not just about strength, and football is not just about speed. Football is about a combination of speed and strength and coordination and flexibility and intelligence and, and so many other things. So you, you ever wonder why every now and then you might see a track person go or ask if he can participate. But very few times are coaches going to the tracks and, you know, looking for kids. Now, here's what I agree. I agree that if you are a football player, you should lift weights to make you stronger. If you are a football player, you should make track a part of what you do to increase your speed. But if you are a person that runs track, uh, that doesn't mean you could play football. You have to play football first and then consider those other things to enhance your ability on the football field. Very few of them come from those other arenas first and then try to transfer those skills that they think that because all they do is that's they run straight lines and track. Sometimes you got to learn how to run the curve. So, you know, you lean a little bit, but, but most of the time you're just going straight. When's the last time you've seen somebody run straight on a football field for, let's say, 60 yards straight or let's say 100 yards straight? When's the last time you've seen somebody on the football field? Mm, bench press you seen them do curls on the football field uh how about um you know power clings on the football field no they don't do that now there's some element of that associated with what they do like the strength that they have that they're able to exhibit to assist them in grabbing somebody and throwing them down mm, i'll say yeah you, you're going to see that. You're going to see that. Somebody's awful strong to hold that man up with one hand or to throw him down, reach up and just grab him and just throw him down or hit him and hit him so hard. Mm, yeah, that's involved. But again, this is football. It's not weightlifting. It's not track. Hussein Bolt, give it a try, but oh, don't risk your life, man, because <laughs> that's what you might be doing out there on the football field. We're going to take a break because it's that time. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like a matter, and we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. 
despise her, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You know the show. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. What matters to me? I was wrong. I was wrong. I was wrong. Preseason does count, and let's stop saying that it doesn't count, because it's extremely important to those young men out there trying to make the team. Those who may play on one preseason game or two preseason games, and maybe the only time they ever play a game in their life. So that certainly counts for something for them. But it also just counts as, hey, this is, this is how you get ready. This is how you, how you practice. How you practice is how you play. So we have to stop saying it doesn't count. And what we as fans have to start doing is we have to start appreciating it more ourselves and understanding that it could be an indicator of what our team is going to look like, whatever your team might be. But this whole attitude about it doesn't count. Hey, tell those people in Canton, Ohio that it doesn't count. Tell those people in Los Angeles that it doesn't count. Those are two examples of accounts. Tell those fans that, that live in the city of Cleveland that lost their team years ago that preseason doesn't count. Tell those fans that live in Baltimore years ago when the coach left and boom, went to India. Tell them it doesn't count. No. Never say that again. We got to stop with that attitude. And I also, something else I threw at you, I want you all, you get a chance, put it on your bucket list. Canton, Ohio, Pro Football Hall of Fame's greatest weekend. Got to put it on there. As a matter of fact, some of you are already doing it. It's an annual event. You're there all the time. Probably seeing you there myself. Shout out to Jeff Taylor. Jeff is a young man from the area who, who had a great experience out there in Canton, Ohio. And uh, I, I missed him, but uh, saw him on Facebook, and he talked about the exciting time and how special it was to him. Just check him out, Jeff Taylor. See what he thinks about Pro Football Hall of Fame's greatest weekend. Uh, let, me, let me move on, if you will. Uh, now, there's a couple things I want to say here as we close. And, and, and I'm just curious. One thing I, I was... You know, if you want to call in real fast, you can. We may not take the call, but, but you can call in. You can tell me, and, and the engineers will tell me, 888-346-9144. Who do you think is going to be the last NFL team this year to lose a regular season game? We already know nobody's going undefeated. That's done. But that's, that's, I doubt that's ever going to happen again. You know, for the simple reason is, you know, there are too many teams that – when they make the playoffs, they, that's it. That's enough for them. 
you know, do they, they may they may want to go for home field advantage, but but they're too interested in protecting players. We we didn't do that back in the day. We we just didn't do that. Um, it, it, you know, Anthony Dick. I want to shout out to him too. I was back and doing something special for the 1986 football team of the Cleveland Browns. For those of you out there old enough to remember that. Uh, we're not going to call that anything else other than the 1986 Cleveland Browns, who happened to win more football games than any team in the history of the franchise. We didn't win a championship, but we won more games in a regular season than any team ever, 12. That still wasn't enough to get the job done. But shout out to him. And, of course, my, my friend and former teammate, Kevin Mack, got a chance to see And Ernest Biner, <laughs> E.B., Got a chance to see him. Dave Pizzuli, Puzz. Oh, I, I had a good time. Let me just say that. Uh, but just think about it. Who is going to be the last team that is going to win or going to lose a regular season game? And I'd be curious to know. Help me out on this one. I didn't know. I didn't research this. This is just something I just came up with in preparing for the show. Will that team, and, and, and Vegas probably knows this better than we do. So you might want to check this out. When a team is the last team in regular season to, to lose a game, does that team always make it in the playoffs? Does that team go deep into the playoffs? Does that team win the Super Bowl? Think about that. The team that first week, second week, third week, fourth week, fifth, go, go in eight games and they're 8-0. They lose the ninth game. Does that team always make it to the playoffs? Does that team go deep into the playoffs? How many times does that team win the Super Bowl? Think about that. I, I don't have the answer because I, I didn't have enough time to do all that research, but Vegas has those kind of answers. So think, call Vegas. They'll let you know. But I got another one because that, that, that was very interesting to me because I remember, of course, when the um, – New England Patriots were trying to go for the undefeated season, you know. Obviously, they were the last ones to lose a game. But, wow, does that really make some? Remember, even in basketball, it wasn't undefeated. But uh, the Golden State Warriors, you know, they were concerned about, you know, getting this record that they won all these games. And, and, and of course, LeBron and, and the boys beat them in the NBA championship. So, you know, so that takes – and the reason why I say that is because – when you concentrate on those, now what you're supposed to concentrate on is one game at a time and winning one game at a time. And you do want to win every single game. But I'm just concerned and curious more than concerned about, you know, how much does that take out of you? And what's the incentive for you to win all the games and then lose the big one that really counts? So you never want to lose one, but you know how we, we say this when we, when we play the game is, okay, we rather lose one that won't affect us continuing throughout the playoffs and get to the big one and have a chance to win it all. We prefer not to have something disrupt our season like that. So what that means is, of course, you want to win, but you want to get into the playoffs. And then, of course, you don't want to lose any games. You want to get to the Super Bowl. So during the regular season, you want to win them all. You want to win every game. But how really does, is that really that important? Well, let's think about that. Now, here's the other thing I'd like for you to think about too. I want you to think about. Mm, we talked about the last team to win. Think about those teams. The first week of the season. 
there's going to be, everybody's going to play. 16 teams are going to win, 16 teams are going to lose. 32 teams in the league. Of those 32 teams, the 16 that lose, do they make it to the playoffs? How many of those? And, and, and historically, I mean, this is, again, analytics. This is what they, they're doing now. They're taking all these, you know, scenarios and they're putting it all in these machines and they're coming back with this information and it's, it's, it's valuable to these people. That's how they find out. Hey, chances are, guys, if, if the, the, eight, the 16 teams that win a game, the first game of the season, you know, 12 of those make it to the playoffs. So then you share this with the players, and the players, if they lose that first game, then they're thinking, oh, damn, man, we're not going to go to the playoffs. If they win that game, they're thinking, man, we got a good chance to go. We got, we got a real good chance to go. But, I, but I'll tell you what. I'm not so sure if that really makes a difference because you know what you know what the answer is in the locker room. That, hey man, one game does not make a season. It's just one game. If we win or lose the first game, it's always it's just one game. Hey, we got another. We got somebody else next week. So mentally, those players, even if you gave them those statistics, which you probably not going to tell them. Hey, you're not going to. If they lose, you're certainly not going to talk about it. But going into the season, you want to tell the guys, hey guys, we want to start fast. And guess what? Out of the 16 teams that lose the first game, you know, eight of them, they're not going to go to the playoffs. We don't want to be one of those eight. That's the kind of stuff they're going to say. There's, and then the other guys will flip it. And they'll say, hey, guys, out of the first games, hey, the 16 teams that win, all 16 of those teams make it to the playoffs. So they win that first game. So now their confidence is high because guess what? They think they're going to the playoffs. That's what they think they're going to the playoffs. So, old coach talking about playoffs? Playoff? Yes, coach. Playoffs. Now, I don't know if that statistic is right about those first 16, but I want you to check it out. And I want you to call me the next time and let me know, hey, Ray, you know what? Guess what? I did my research. I'm going to Vegas. I'm betting. <laughs> because that's those first 16 teams that win, they make it to the playoffs. So I'm going to put some money on them at the beginning of the season that they'll make it at the end of the season the playoffs. It just might work in your favor. But if it doesn't, listen, don't remember I told you. I just told you to check it out. I didn't tell you to bet on them. But anyway, listen, I just want to thank you all again. It's been great doing the show. Uh, as always, again, I want you to think about uh, what matters to you. Because I always tell you what matters to me. I want you to start thinking about what matters to you. And what matters to me this week is that preseason counts. So when the games come on this weekend, think about them. Get yourself in game day mode like the game counts because it does. Because you're practicing to become perfect. You're not going to get perfect, but the damn show's not going to hurt you to try. You've been listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. And I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. Thank you for spending this hour with Ray Ellis Sports. We hope that you've enjoyed today's conversation. For more information and to write Ray, visit RayEllisSports.com. That's RayEllisSports.com. Be sure to join us again next Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Sports Channel.